You already know I like this. <laughs> This is the hottest rap album like all year. Yeah, absolutely. She is the top female MC. You are now listening to the Wise Men Wrestling Podcast. I almost interrupted myself with myself. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she's the hottest female MC, period. And she's an MC. I'm not going to sit there and take away anything else from like Nikki or whoever else because we know most of them I don't know if they write for themselves we still and it's, we can get into a whole nother podcast about that <laughs> but if you're talking about quality she Rhapsody put out, she put out a quintessential rap album and yeah she has to the way the way IGN gave Joker t- a 10 mm-hmm. Rhapsody got a 10 hands down Like five mics, man. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> they don't mean hey, do we need to? Uh, yeah. I'm just saying, like, meant something into the public eye. Like, if oh, for got sure. five mics, you would at least read the. Oh, for sure. You would at least like read the source mag and right. you would read the review. Remember, like, remember when the double XL freshman class actually meant something and it didn't mean putting a bunch of guys that burned the top of their mouths with a hot piece of pizza and just started mumbling. The I, 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 the glory. <laughs> The glory left for me when Benzino existed. Okay. And decided to like step out from behind where he was supposed to be. Like after that I started learning more about Paola. <laughs> I started learning more about the politics that go behind. I mean, even that that, that movie, um, uh, with Tay Diggs and uh Sanaa Lathan. Love Jones. The dog the hip hop one. Oh. Brown sugar. Brown, Brown sugar. Brown sugar. Yeah. Even that, like, you know... Brown so sugar opened up your eyes on the, on the, on the record industry? That was like the icing on the cake for me. <laughs> it was just, like, such a known theme that they actually put it in a love story. Well, I mean, it had to do something. Because, I mean, <laughs> Tay Diggs has only got one emotion. I would, I would say more shout-out to, like, the Big Quints and, like, the uh, the Mallory Brothers and, like, the, the guys on YouTube that actually have YouTube channels where they do album reviews and first reactions. Or oh, for sure. Yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather give it up to them than any publication, especially... Like right now, the only real publication is Complex, and they're trash. Complex save, is trash. Save, save for Sean Evans. <laughs> there you go. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't think I, he counts. He's like in another world. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's like sponsored by <laughs> Complex, but at this point, he's probably bigger than Complex. Yeah. It's, it's, it's okay. They're the, the, the Hasbro to the Death Row Records. That's yeah. all it is. <laughs> if I didn't blow out my MacBook, I would have had some sound effects. But you know, we gotta wait till tomorrow to get all that stuff back up and running. Gentlemen, how are you guys today on this dreary Sunday? Pretty dreary. No, not bad. It was dreary. Weather sucks. Got like two hours of sleep. I literally just put on pants about like an hour ago to go buy this MacBook. <laughs> and I'm happy because, like I said, it's an investment in us. That's the way that Sunday is supposed to be. I, you know, usually I'm working on Sundays. I, I took this Sunday off. Um, yeah, what in, the fuck? In case we were going to do anything all out Starcast related, but you know, we did. We had a blast. We had a party here at the house. Yeah, we did. That's we tried true. recording until we decided not to. Started. It was like the battle royal was. Came out pretty hot. Yeah, we definitely wasn't, <laughs> we definitely wasn't watching Monday Night Raw. <laughs> yeah, no, this is this is not your third hour. We, we absolutely uh, was actually watching something quality, and me and I enjoyed it. Yeah, so all out reactions. We're actually recording a reaction to a pay per view mm-hmm. the day of the day after. Yeah, 
Yes! Progress! Progress. I see this as a success. <laughs> uh, it was fucking awesome. Yeah. I love the show. I thought, as like, if you're going to say anything, I saw probably the last match didn't do, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you had to nitpick, I mean, you're really nitpicking on some shit like that, but... I hate to say it. No, say I it. was not thrilled. No, it wasn't. We I was saw, talking the whole thing. Really? I mean, you I were nodding I, off. No, I mean, I watched all that. But, how do I say this? It felt like a WWE pay-per-view to me. Okay. Okay. In what sense? In the sense of, like, highs and lows all over the place. Unlike their previous pay-per-views that seemed to, like, build to, like, a crescendo at the end. Okay. This one felt like, and again, that's what I talked to you about when we left outside. Mm-hmm. I felt like the whole pay-per-view was out of order. Right. And there were some straight duds. Like, I'm, I'm, in my opinion, the Cody-Sean Spears match was a dud. Oh, absolutely. The fact that you had to include Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard into it, we were talking about it. We made very... There were certain a couple of matches where they inserted something and it saved the match. Right. Mm-hmm. That match... Reminded me of Triple H versus Sting at WrestleMania. Okay. Where there was very little actual wrestling going on, and it was all about what was happening outside the ring. Okay. And that took me completely out of the match. A match that, uncharacteristically to Cody matches, was about in ring work and in ring psychology. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, all of that was thrown away for this dynamic of who, you know, what distraction would cost who, and it was, I don't know, it, that just took me out, and the build of it, I realized when we started watching it, very little of what was about to happen was built to this pay-per-view. Right. You know, and, like, I mean, and understandably so, the Pac Omega thing, that was thrown together, that's one thing, mm-hmm. you know, that's excusable. The singles ladies match. Uh, Not only was there no build, but we didn't know either person. You know, and this is supposed to be for a title show. Yeah. Okay. They spent most of the time on being the elite, talking about Cody and talking about and Kenny doing his little promo. But the production's got to get a lot better. It's got to get a lot better before TV starts. And we were making fun of the commentary. That was a constant distraction. Yeah, I mean, for the hot take. Hold on. We'll leave that that hot take alone. (laughs) And then I just, while it stopped us from recording yesterday, looking back on the the Battle Royale, it's the format. In my opinion, it's the format. Mm -hmm. There was just a giant missed opportunity there, considering who was in that match. Can I say something real quick? Mm -hmm. Fuck all these idiots on, on... Social media talking shit about Nyla Rose. Well, it is what it is. No, but fuck off. Yeah, I, I don't have. That's the, I have the, no problem with Nyla Rose. I don't have any problem no. with booking. I have problem no. with the production and presentation. But I mean, of course. All, I mean, ex- and this is another thing that we talked about with Nyla Rose. And I said she. I, I predicted that she correctly too that she was going to win. And I said, well, she she had a huge showing in that fight for the Fallen match when it was the Fatal Four Way and came out looking like a stud. I see her end up in the title picture before somebody like Awesome Kong. Let's, Correct. And, and rightfully so. I mean, you're going to need somebody that's marketable. 
it, it, but like you said, now that I'm thinking about it, that's a WWE thing. We Correct. like we like muscle. We like brawn. Correct. And you got Nyla Rose versus somebody yeah. who's a paper yeah. thin person. Like, yeah, low key on social media, and I got on a list like three controversies that I noticed. It was really five, but I just felt like yeah. two of them were just really going there. But I mean, get your shit off because, you know. Right. I, I mean, uh, there were some definitely some highlights. Like, yeah. You know, the Luchasaurus. He's a star in a way. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, I think all the tag matches, except I'm sorry, the Dark Order match, you know, showed out. But mm-hmm. you know, in the Pac Kenny match again, I just feel like if that was pushed to the later in the night, where the I crowd think, was already up. Yeah, I think that was. I think that was more so because of the fact that they lost Moxley in that. Yeah. There was no doubt. And you might as well put Omega in the front to lead it up or to get, you know, somewhere in the beginning just to kind of lengthen it out. And you you already knew that the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers were going to co-main invent this thing one way or another. And we've seen it in all three of their, their, uh, what do you call it, their match, all all four pay-per-views at this point. They've co-main invented. And at some point, I mean... They've established that they have a fantastic tag team division, mm-hmm. so yeah. we don't have to see the Young Bucks co-main eventing every single pay per view. Correct. So I mean, so, well, me me going into this show, um, I kept my expectations low. Okay. As I mentioned, like several um, podcasts before, once they announced I got TV, I knew that these pay per views were going to be balls to the wall, um, because there was there would be nothing left for them to sell. They've already gotten yeah. what, the, what, what they were trying to accomplish. So now instead of... Again with my work tic-tacs. <laughs> so now instead of... I haven't even um, been to work yet. So now even, instead of having these shows where, you know, say you have to sell this product by doing all these amazing things for every match, like you're going to have... You're going to see more angles than matches. Uh-huh. So my expectations were already low uh, going in. You know, so I did expect, you know, so some things to happen. Um... Going into you know to the last pay per view before television starts because we're not going to see anything you know say before October you know say it comes around but definitely the competition is going to be showing us why we shouldn't be watching AEW before then you know right. um, but even so you know I kind of kind of kept my expectations in check so I'm still able to enjoy it. It had a um, lot of pop. Yeah, There's a lot of part. like a lot of wow moments, which is what they wanted to do. Yeah, to get to keep. Like we said, the problem between now and October is that there's no other pay-per-views. Right. Uh, WWE is going to have one, the Clash of Champions, and yeah. then they're going to get to market before AEW actually hits. You got to get to so, NXT before and another, Right. So it, they had to do something to keep the, keep the buzz generating. And another factor that hasn't been in place before, but is now in place as it relates to AEW, all the wrestlers have taken their last indie shows. Right. Yeah. They've been using indie shows to kind of kind of balance help it. you out in between. But as of this weekend, everybody started. St- everybody said their goodbyes. Mm-hmm. You know, MJF said goodbye to AW, and um, I think he's his last show with MLW is coming up real soon. Um, but everybody else pretty much like cleared their place. Like, hey, I'm done here. And uh. Let's. I, I think we'd be remiss to say, you know, um, best wishes to Kylie Ray. Yeah. Uh, we hope everything's okay. 
uh, yeah, personally, because yeah. obviously, I mean, we give two shits about whether she wrestles again. Even though as fans, we want to. We just want to make sure she's in a good place as they've amicably spit, split between uh, AEW and Kylie Ray, And we yeah. were super excited to see her get the call up to that. So, And we haven't mm-hmm. seen her wrestle since... Double or nothing. Double or nothing. Yeah. yeah. And she, at the first, at first she was dealing with an injury, and then well, see, we saw is, the disappearance with the is, social media. This is where key words come into play. Mm-hmm. The words injury never came out of AEW's mouth. They said medical issue. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I don't, I, I think people are getting confused about what could or may, whatever. I don't think this is necessarily an injury she had that it's like ended her career per se. Okay. This is just a decision that she's made. You know, and based we, on whatever factors she. And yet we still haven't heard from her, so we should be able yeah, to. Frankly, she doesn't, she have, doesn't to. have to. Yeah. Yeah, and and, uh, I, and I, I prefer to. Just let her do her thing. And yeah, just stay just, on the side of not speculation. Yeah. It would be different, and forgive me for saying this because it's no disrespect. It would be different if she had a superstar status. Because then the public would demand some type of answer. Same thing as if it would be a Roman Reigns or yeah. a Sasha Banks. Yeah. How long did we have the conversation about where Sasha Banks mm-hmm. when she took her excursion? Um, well, those Sasha types was of. Third that popped the longest. Well, but we under but yeah. you understand what I mean. As like Kylie Ray, as right. great of a performer, she's not on that level yet. The right. Charlottes of the world. The if you want to go in, the Tessa Blanchards mm-hmm. of the world, and mm-hmm. they have their names carry little bit of weight whereas we're here you know fans of the freelance wrestling undoubtedly you know okay yeah, uh, and just for nice. me just if you if you take it away from from wrestling and just take it from the perspective of what what the things that have happened when somebody's in the public eye and all of a sudden they're not in the public eye and they're they're going to the, the extent of like deleting their social media and what that means what that what that has meant more now nowadays than it has meant back before. It's just I'm just really not worried, but you know, not so much worried. You know, because that's you know that's that's her her thing or whatever. But you know, saying just you know, I'm already seeing like the speculations and people like really don't understand, and I'm just like, ah, that's the lady, that's the age that we live in. You yeah. know, I'm, everybody's gonna... we're not doing that. So you know, everybody's... we love her, we miss her, we wish her well, and you know, we hope to see you around, rather yeah. whether it's a wrestler or whether it's professionally. Yeah. Good luck to you and best wishes. Uh, moving on. So here are the other controversies um, that kind of came out of the show that I'm seeing widespread on social media. and just want to get, get you guys' takes on it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, a lot of people are like, the main event compared to the rest of the show. Um, do you feel, because we have we probably have different opinions about the show, but do yeah. you feel that um, what I'm seeing in, in, in my opinion as well, like the rest of the card, like all those matches seem to be a little bit better than I expected them to be. Mm-hmm. Um, which and then you know the last card that 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 match to be honest with you was as expected. I, I made. It, the, would you say? Would you yeah. say that's the case, or I, would you say that there was something between those no, two? And I would. I would absolutely agree. I would say it's very hard to watch a forty-nine-year-old Chris Jericho Russell. I think. Eight. Yeah. I. I just think. I don't had. A, I don't necessarily have a problem with the match, except it was too long. Yeah. Okay. You know, say like if that was cut down to like fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. it would have been. I think good. everybody would have had a better, a different taste in their mouth. You know, it 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 felt like the only comparison I can think of. It felt like a Triple H match. Right. 
and you it sucks they, because they, I mean, <laughs> they've like, done everything to try to distance themselves from that but, type of like, liquid. Triple you H know. matches these days are like slow. Yeah, wh- which is what we see from these right. veteran. Let's not be disrespectful and say right. old. These veteran wrestlers, they're not as agile. They're not as quick. You're trying to put over a guy who is twenty years your your young. Your and unfortunately for Heyman, a the storyline that they played out didn't help him out with this type of match. Mm-hmm. He looked like at least the re- the story that they told us just someone who's not ready. Mm-hmm. Instead of having just Jericho be the better man for whatever reason. You know what I'm saying? Right. And we, what, we, and we, then some, throughout the match, just his energy compared to general, uh, Jericho's. Jericho's seemed like he, like, drank four Red Bulls right before the match. Yeah. Well, I mean, Adam Page always, like, right. He wrestles at a high speed, he mm-hmm. wrestles high velocity, which is balls to the ball, which is right. awesome. It, 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 it never felt like a good matchup to me in the, in the, in the first place. So I didn't. Contrast of styles. Yeah. And we and we said it. We we thought. Well, I, I don't know. I think I want to say we did. We thought that Jericho was going to walk away with the belt because yeah. you need someone of Jericho's right. caliber. That was best for business type. Best of exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody knew that in that stadium too. Who's a legit follower of and with the expectations that this is going straight into TV. Hangman would, isn't that guy yet. Would, would a controversial finish? Improve that match, or would it make a difference? Um, like if Pac would have came out, yes. But and look how they did that with that with Pac. They brought him in the post match conference when they were interviewing him, exactly. and Pac shows up. I'm like, so now you're furthering that story from when you first announced AEW. So now what? Who's next for the belt? Right. Which went into led into Tony Khan's conversation about um, that they're going to have multiple people in line for this title. And, it, you know, because somebody asked a diversity question, which is legit. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are just celebrating our first <laughs> our first Kofi Kingston with the WWE after so many years. They ain't got nobody. They ain't got nobody. So, it, I, yeah. I They're think from to... a booking standpoint, maybe for me, you're talking about some kind of screwy finish. Mm-hmm. And just from the pop alone, I'd hold off the LAX reveal to the title match. To the Considering there's a there's I'm pre, I'm speculating that they're gonna be his partners, partners in the next right. one. yeah so right. all that tied together you know what I'm saying would make in my opinion a better finish to the pay per view and it helps Heyman because he looks strong by not losing clean to a 49 year old Jericho and looking stupid in the process because he looked like he just you know dumbfounded right yeah. Made a dumb mistake, a dumb rookie mistake, which I don't want, you know, what it seems like they're going to position him as the Roman Reigns of AEW. I I wouldn't want that to be the case. And you would hope that they're not going to force feed us. Because yeah. he's a good dude. Yeah. He's a hell of a wrestler. He's a great wrestler. And he do, we don't need it force fed. No. We, we've gone through that through the last three years yeah. with Roman Reigns. And quite and honestly, you don't want to see that. Over and over again. If your whole thing is to be progressive, to be something other than the product that we watch on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays now, you gotta do something that's off the script. Faces can be intelligent. Yes. <laughs> um, they really can. Now, this goes off to an ongoing theme that I'm gonna have 
I would say, just going forward as it relates to just not just well, just period. AEW chose to tell a story last night, and just like WWE does and everybody else does, mm-hmm. we don't have to like that story, right. but it's their story. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And at some point, you know, like I just wish it was back in the day where we didn't have all these background noise that likes distracts us from what we're watching in front of us. Mm-hmm. You know, like the backstage politics and shit like that. You know, and at this point, I myself as a wrestling fan am just going to be- not believe, but kind of trust the process yeah. and see what comes next. Because I'm getting tired of not enjoying watching wrestling mm-hmm. because of all the shit that is said around us I before. Get, I get you. I, I feel the same way about, like, the movies that I watch. Oh, yeah. Especially, like, you know, the Marvel movies. You know, you want to put out four trailers, fine, but if you got me sold on the first, you know what I'm saying, I'm so trying my best... Need to do that. I'm trying my best to avoid any other, like, trailer yeah. that you're trying to put out which there. Is, which is... Which finally Marvel got the fucking... Cl- the the idea when the Endgame came out. Yeah. They only did a trailer with the first 15 minutes of the movie. Right. And that was perfect. I don't need to see anything else. Yeah. Because sometimes, as we've seen, the fucking trailer can break the movie. Yeah, yeah. Because you'll see all those parts and you're you're literally looking for every part that you saw in the trailer because, like, that's going to be funny. And then when you get to it, it's like, oh, okay. Right. So, and and, and the same thing with, like, this particular pair of you. Like, once again, kept the expectations in check. Correct. You know what I'm saying? To force myself to, you know what I'm saying? You know, say give it a chance to enjoy. It. So, you really have to do some like goofy stuff in order for me for me to kind of, you know, to kind of shit on it or whatever. The crackle barrel shit was fucking. That was insane. That was funny. Like, uh, for me, <laughs> like that's a starter match for me. That should have been started. You know, what I'm saying like that gets the, hot, the the crowd's hot now. Yeah, yeah. They're all excited. You know, they don't know what's gonna expect next. You mm-hmm. know, but I mean, know, as I said, the order of the pay per view kind of messed it up for me. You know, and some of the lack of story leading up to it. But I mean, quite honestly, Maybe not care about some matches. But here, I to, let's play devil's advocate. Outside of the being the the elite, how do you expect them to do it? They don't have a TV to tell the story. They don't have something regularly reg, regular scheduled programming to further that story. So they have no choice to put these message well, these matches together. If we're okay. being if we're playing at that angle, because we're at WWE, we can sit there and complain. Because we see them on a weekly basis. Sometimes their story is just uh, just a blind dart throw. And it's like, ah, oh, there we go. That's our, that's our finish tonight. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen anything. Let's, I mean, we. it's the same thing like last year with All, All In. Was there any stories with that? Yes. See, I didn't that's watch that. Right. Because they didn't, and that's just where like, the but indies we, came into play. Because but people were telling stories within the indies. Okay, but even that dichotomy is is brought to this podcast where you have like somebody like yourself who took all that in, and you have somebody who didn't take all that in. Correct. Was I that, was not all in last year. I, mean, I was. <laughs> I barely saw anything. You had a few chips in last year. <laughs> I was. We we were having the conversation last year, right? It was a lot, last year about the podcast, and then the all in kind of put. Put some uh, put some heat behind. I mean, it. the point being, it wasn't an enjoyable show for oh, yeah. both the person who knew everything and the person yeah. who knew nothing. Oh, I thought I, I had I had a blast. And that's, and, and, and I that's, had a blast. To me, that's the point. 
You got to hit both angles. Oh yeah, of course. You know and if I mean? you and if you can do that, congratulations. You you put on a successful right. Now that's, that, that, that's, that goes the same way when you take you know say two people that watch Monday Night Raw, somebody who's a wrestling fan, somebody who's nothing about it, and they both looking at their product and saying this is stupid. Yeah, that's, that's a problem. problem. Yeah, you know which is most of our Monday nights. Right, <laughs> this is why we're recording on Sundays <laughs> instead of Mondays because there's other things we could be doing on Mondays, mm-hmm. like playing softball, which I kind of signed up to do again. <laughs> You're just addicted. No, I'm not addicted. I'm just happy that I can run. Yeah, that's just that's like. True. People were forcing Roman Reigns' character down in our throats for three years. I had to get over this mental hurdle that I can run and jump again. And I'm happy again. So it's, it's cool. It's dope. Yes, I am addicted to softball. And so, wait. Next controversy that, that I've seen a lot. MJF's role. It's so fucking weird what they're doing. It's like one moment he we're talking about him as the hottest heel in the world. Mm-hmm. And now he's doing the fucking... Uh, the Drew McIntyre role, where he's playing a lackey to Shane McMahon. Okay. I I don't like it. I think he should be a dude on his own. That that is one. That's one thing I've seen. Um, the other thing that I've seen is like there. A lot of people are confused as to why he didn't have have an actual match on the show. Well, I thought he was hurt. Because he that, that's that, some yeah, word that's been out there that he's hurt. Yeah. That he was hurt. From what I understand, and I'll, I'll I'll see if I can find the article real quick. But I remember seeing an article saying that MJF was actually they were worried that he got seriously injured. And well, here's something to take note of. And correct, I'm open to being wrong. I don't. Oh, so excuse me. Uh, there is an update on, as of July 16th that it wasn't an injury. It was just a bumped. He banged up his elbow during the fight with the fallen. Uh, but he wanted to take, according to a report, he wanted to take a break and recuperate as he has a major match against Cody Rhodes in AAA that's going to be happening soon. Okay. Okay. So, and then because he's an integral part of AEW and will be needed because of TV, him staying healthy as possible is very important. Right. Because I was just about to point out, like, over the last several months, I don't remember MJF wrestling in anything but tag team matches. Gotcha. Well, yeah, no, yeah, that's true. So that lends to that belief because they put that triple because the last match that he had was the the trios match with Sean Spears. So and that was that kind of makes sense now. I mean, but there's a business wise that role. So I guess I I, because I agree. Like as soon as Cody chose him last night, right? I can I state that the entire room's like it's gonna turn off. Yeah, please. You we you called you called almost everything. I mean, you were like ninety five percent correct on everything yesterday. Mm-hmm. But I mean, and I get the whole. And he also went as far as like get into the ring after the match with, with the, chair. the chair. You know this. You know, kind of fuck with our expectations. I I'm I'm cool with that. And Cody's one of the guys who loves to do that shit. Mm-hmm. But in that type of role, you know, especially because of what they've been putting on. Being the elite and shit like that, mm-hmm. they've already played it up that Cody knows he's full of shit. So why would you put MJF in that situation? That's what I said. Like, but MJF needs to be out there, but he needs to have a mic in his hand okay. to have him right. at ringside and not give him at least two minutes on a microphone. Dumb. Doesn't make it much yeah. sense. You know. But here's the problem. So that's that's why I, I wholeheartedly agree. And this goes 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 with your that they're not building up stories. 
it seems like everything they're doing is a fucking business move for TV. Correct. I mean, and once again, sense. again, once again, it's yes. it's just business moves for Correct. the television. It's cool for the pay per views to do this stuff yeah. because we know they know we're gonna get hooked because this is all we have for them mm-hmm. until we have them on a weekly basis. But like the Jericho putting Jericho on the belt, we called that long time ago. Right. That and you said it as soon as uh, it was announced. Well, when Jericho beat uh, Omega. We already said Jericho's going to win the belt. Mm-hmm. Everything is, like you said, it's a business deal. For I, have a, I have another take on it as well in terms of the MJF stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Basically, it kind of goes into the whole, you know what I'm saying, now that we have TV, you know what I'm saying, we accomplish everything we need. Same thing with MJF. Um, up until, I would say, double or nothing, maybe no one knew who he was. I, and, I certainly had no idea who he was. And even though he was in the Battle Royal. They give him the mic, right. you know what I'm saying, and he killed it. He instantly became the most hated person, like the right. most hated wrestler I've ever seen. So, <laughs> I look at I look at it from the from 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 the perspective from the hustling bible is like once you got him on a hook, keep him. Don't give him no more. <laughs> keep right. them, keep right. the, keep them on the hook. You know what I mean. I mean, so I, I, I just the appearance. As, he had a huge pop when he popped on the on the screen yesterday. Yeah. So the only thing, like I said, the only thing that confused me about the pay per view, me personally, is that if you only took in the pay per view and nothing else, we essentially got babyface MJF. Right, and that and goes. Yeah. That's not right. And that goes to that thing that Cody has been talking about in his interviews mm-hmm. that he wants to blur the lines between. The heels, heels and faces. And they, they faces and, and in that case, you have to start somewhere. Once again, if this was a pay per view where they were just trying to sell us on AEW, right. you know, so we, I feel like we would have got more out of MJF. They would have utilized some more to sell AEW. Correct. But AEW's already bought. And I, and I agree. You know, with that thought process and Cody's thought process, but I think with some, you can't blur that line. And MJF is one of those people. Okay. MJF can't blur that line. Just like on the opposite spectrum, Kylie Ray couldn't blur that line. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You know, she's not going to come out and do anything heelish and let us like, buy it for 15 seconds. Just like him coming out as a babyface, we're waiting for him to do something else. Does that make sense? It makes sense from a rudimentary level, but if we're talking about... I don't know. We we don't. We can only speculate what they're going to do once television Correct. television comes around. Um, I feel like I can write that. Right. No. no. I, mean, <laughs> I feel like quite honestly, it can be written. Yeah. But for someone, and again, for a, a lot more people, last night, mm-hmm. this was their introduction to AEW. I know, because as more and more people, as more this hype train rides, right, more and more people are going to try to jump on. If not only for the simple fact of, I want to know why everybody's talking about, I want to be one of the cool kids, you know, I want my stuff, you know. Right. You know, kind of like Bullet, the Bullet Club train, as I call it. You know, when so, Bullet Club came hot, people who weren't even into wrestling were like, too sweet. Like, you don't even know what you're fucking talking about. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people with AEWs, that's happening with them, too, where, you know, we're having people introduced and I have no idea what they're looking at right now. Right. And while that's cool if you got a long term story, mm-hmm. it's a challenge if you're if someone's being introduced to it. Right. At that point, you're like walking in the middle of a movie. 
Well, in that case, we already know how Cody feels about that. He said, watch your movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, in terms of, you know, going back to the conversation about, you know, hardcore fans versus... Right. We already know where he stands on that, so... Which you don't care. Yeah. Where yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, and it's probably on the responsibility of, like, people like us to try to either sell you or sway you. Right. <laughs> Which is good marketing on their part as well. Absolutely. Um, the 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 other part, and this is just another thing that I noticed that um, uh, today uh, Impact Wrestling is like reluctantly, but still promoting a match between LAX and North, where you know career uh, uh, LAX's career is supposed to be on the line, and you know career uh, LAX kind of like shit on that. <laughs> well, we saw a couple of interesting not, thing not, about not, not, not so much a controversy, but you know. Well, here's the interesting thing about that. Another impact star, Tennille Underwood, was on the card. Mm. On loan. <laughs> right, on loan from Impact. So, is LAX shitting on Impact, or is Impact shitting on itself? You know, Impact has done that whole, our former stars, you know, ha- are wrestling somewhere else right. <laughs> thing for right. the longest of time. And it's like not even funny anymore. And this isn't the first or even eighth time something like literally legit like this has happened, mm-hmm. where they've had something taped and a star is wrestling somewhere else. By the time that that taping comes, you know, and that's their own fault. I'm yeah. sorry, that's yeah. just what it is. You it don't is. have ninety day, re- you know, non compete clauses in your contract, then you or you're it. not releasing your, you're doing your tapings wrong. That's on you. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> I, you know, I could see if they like legit did something. You know, some kind of symbol. Like, you know, Bret Hart was a WCW, you know, in the air type bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever the case may be. I just think Impact got fucked by timing. And they look stupid right now. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, it goes a little bit above and beyond that. Because it's not like... Be still my heart. <laughs> it's not like um, WWE is the only company out there that can garner some sort of loyalty. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, well said. So Well said. Uh, it, it, I mean, it's been proven time and time again. So, you know, the fact that Impact just continues to not be able to do this, <laughs> it's just, it's sorry within itself. So, yeah, they get what they deserve. I agree. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yeah, I can't feel sorry for Impact for no reason. CBS Sports literally shit on this pay-per-view. I mean, they gave... Uh, all out, yeah. Oh, okay. God. Because, you know, I, I'm one of those guys, as you know, as I'm still gaining my wrestling knowledge. I go to these prognosticators just to see what everybody's grading the matches and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So my my thoughts, I gave it a B plus. I thought it was really good. From it's what good. I just because like I said, I don't watch the being delete, right. the pops, the crowd, the way they had the crowd involved. Mm-hmm. I was happy. It was a good pay per view. It's something that actually stopped us from recording during the middle, of, during the start of it, and we sat there and watched it. Now we can be we can nitpick and whatever the case may be, but for the most part, outside of the main event, I was happy. I I think for a while AEW is going to be a polarizing product because it's going to be it's aiming to be different from anything else people have seen. Like but on with, TV, yeah. Post ECW, we haven't seen just about anything like that Cracker Barrel match. That Cracker Barrel match was, was like, funny. On TV. 
Mm-hmm. We've the Donkey Kong Country uh, comments that we saw on social media. <laughs> the, uh, the Oh, they're hitting themselves with barrels full of racism. And, right. and the biscuits were the softball. Uh, speaking of biscuits, I can yes, I go think for some biscuits. Those comments are going to come from AEW. And because it's trying to be so inclusive. You know what I'm saying? It, you know, the comments about Nyla and Rose is going to come out. The, the comments about Sonny Kiss are going to come out. You know, when he wrestles. And I'm sure that's just some of the wrestlers they're going to bring out in that light where people are going to have their judgments about. I agree. I agree. It was, it was, it was cool because we're not going to see it for a little bit. We're going to see a lot. Of, if they're smart, they start promoting this match between Riho and Nyla Rose the proper way. they got to find some way to promote that. Because they've got from now until October to do this. So they've got a month, a good month. And in between, they're going to have to deflect. If by somehow WWE puts on a good Clash of Champions show. So, the, 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 this is the thing. They will do a good job with next video series, which is oh. probably going to be the Road to whatever. Road to uh, Wednesday yeah, nights. In which I'm pretty sure they're going to do a, a tremendous job doing a video package for them. But let's, let's but, hope that they are inclusive with everyone and not just Cody. Not well, just I mean, the young book. Well, see, the young books. I mean, that's another thing, but I'm talking about in terms of promoting it. Oh, yeah, for They're sure. They're going to do a great job with that, but the thing that they haven't done a great job with so far is taking these things they've made and putting it in the hands of media. That's going to be They key. really just kind of counted on YouTube viewership to kind of sell these things. And they're going to have to think outside the box. They're going to have to start doing and, some... Right, they're going to have to start really establishes some relationships. They're going to have to have someone step up as the Becky Lynch on social media for them amongst that wrestling, uh, amongst their superstars. Well, that, but I'm also saying, but like... As well as, you know... You know, establishing these relationships with, like, Sports Illustrated, Oh, for ESPN, sure. You know but, I mean, it's going to be tough with the ESPN stuff because ESPN specifically has WWE in its own section now. Yeah. Rather, I mean, they barely just got UFC and the UFC's right. already had a contract with ESPN. So it's gonna be tough to get so those. It's like they, they kind of had the same relationship with the Bleacher well, Report. Well, they got the yeah, they got Bleacher Report, Bleacher, Bleacher reports Report all over CNN and everything yeah, like so. that. So one one point I, I just you mentioned Cody. One very small thing, but possibly important thing happened at the end of his match. He knelt down and kissed the middle of the ring. He does it at every match. Does he do it at every match? Every match. Every, every I didn't. I didn't even notice that they were putting the details with the everybody's win and loss record during yeah. last night until I saw it. I was like, well, why would they start it? They can with make Cody? it a little bit noticeable because I missed that too. Yeah, I didn't see it yeah. until Cody and like Spears and somebody. Side. Yeah, and then somebody says, "Well, that's probably just to further along uh, Sean Spears' gimmick." I'm like, "This why? That's what, that's what Unless saying. he had ten wins, I don't see it being a part of the gimmick." This is his first or his second match. Well, I mean, I feel like his gimmick is kind of flipping Cody's like psychology against him. Oh, for sure. And like since Cody talked about the wins and losses thing, he was just like, well, you know, <laughs> put it out there. You know, have a win. <laughs> for sure. For sure. So continuing on, we'll might as well start going through the rest of it. Mm-hmm. We're all we're all done with all out. Now it's time to wait till October and see what else we can find in between. Now and October, that first magical. Yeah. Well, in the meantime. Oh, speaking of which, we're going when they come to Hoffman Estates. Yeah, but they're going to Chicago. Fuck out of here. Chicago ish. Chicago land area. <laughs> it's not Chicago land area if you got to drive 45 
minutes and you hit three. Get on the yeah, if you have to use an <laughs> iPass or an Easy Pass to get there, it's not Chicago. Yeah. If you can't get to it by taking a train or a bus in CTA, you're not in Chicago. No. You gotta no. use that motherfucking venture card at least twice. <laughs> at least twice. But no, we're going to the show uh, the day before Thanksgiving, which would be dope. And look who's home. Careful, don't step on the wires. Look at it, it's our family laptop. Hey, sweetie. The chef is home. So the Wiseman will be there, we'll be in attendance. And if you guys know us by then, you can say hi. Yeah, we'll have a meet and greet in the parking lot. <laughs> we'll take pictures with, you know, our followers. <laughs> Our, Chica- our, our follower. Our follower. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to you, whoever you might be. Uh, but uh, no, I mean, it'll be cool. And we were talking about going to pro wrestling tees, uh, to one hour tees and getting our shirts made. Yeah. Uh, establish that type of contact. But uh, have yourself a beer. You deserve it. Okay. Uh, I think she just said thank you for permission. No, no, no. <laughs> thank- she didn't need it. It was either- She doesn't have wine in there. That's why. That's why I got a 12-pack yesterday. Smart husband. Happy spouse. Happy house. (laughs) What the fuck did she get? She got some Goose Island shit. The rosé color one? What the fuck is that? SPF. Isn't that the stuff that goes in there? It's wine in a can, man. No, it's a beer. What kind of beer is it? The one you want to try the other day? I probably still won't because it's Goose Island. Everything Goose Island is Claire, are you in the craft beer? Yeah. Oh, wow. You didn't know that? She's in the craft of whatever you could put oh, in her. We can do some things. Oh. <laughs> like, if I just... hold it like this, this looks like, like generic beer. Like... No, when you hold it like that, it looks like you're drinking a White Claw. It's like generic beer. Like just no, beer. that's a White Claw. Yeah, the, the color is very... Off beer. It's very girly. It's very like... There you go, Rod. Put it in your okay. mouth. <laughs> okay, now I'm, I'm getting the... Now you're getting the pus. We guess one, now two, three. <laughs> Fruity. Yeah, that's not. Oh, there we go. Oh, that's actually not bad. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the beer. There's some Stella in the fridge. Would you like some more? No, I'm good. Oh, you poor thing. Actually, no, you can keep this shit. Uh, aftertaste. <laughs> if your legs are hurting, we can order in and just chill. Well, I mean, we're, we're we're we can multitask. We've done that before. We've had multiple. I don't know. It might it might it's about to get hot. So. What do you mean? Yeah, because we about to talk about. Oh. The subject that we've been avoiding. No, let's get straight to it. <laughs> let's get straight to it. Topic number one on oh. the agenda. Shall I read it off the board? No, let let Rod do it. No, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Gerard, the floor is now yours. So Enzo and Cass. Fucked. <laughs> the free agents. Um, this far separated from the WWE are still making headlines here and there. Not just the dirt sheets, but they actually been making it to the news news for several different reasons on several different occasions. The last one was uh, a rumor that actually got shut down about them, about NXT reaching out to Enzo Cass for possibly bringing them back to television, which sounded to be pretty real. And then it got shut down. And then it got and shut Bleacher, down again. By... Bleacher Report reported it. Yeah, they did. And it popped up as one of their alerts. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. That was right. my first response. <laughs> what the fuck? And we're going to talk about the reaction. Because that's the, that's the more interesting story. Yeah. Um, That rumor got shut down, of course, because, um, you know, the FW just had no interest in bringing them back. 
Um, but for about a good five hours, um, Enzo was like trending number one on Twitter, which you know means something nowadays. <laughs> Over everything else that's happening in the world, Enzo was at the number at the number one spot. Um, this was a topic that I seen. What? <laughs> well, I mean, why are you multitasking? This is a this is a topic that for me that came up maybe a couple weeks ago because they made the news for another reason. Um, it, but they were talking more about their personal lives and where they've been since the WWE. But it was related to an appearance that they were making at an independent show a couple weeks ago. Okay. But you know, it made like the news news or like you know that that next that next tier level of news that was not wrestling. Like Huff Post and all of them. Oh god! So um, you you listen to Huff Post? <laughs> no, I mean you know so that, it's that, on Snapchat. That tier, <laughs> I put them like that tier that's like right under TMZ. Oh wow! You know, like with Daily Mail UK and all that shit. Yeah, all in that. They same. made that level, and you know, saying when we make that level, you kind of make the the level of like you know, of the casual like internet reader, and you know, mm-hmm. people who you know, I've had people in my personal life, you know, say ask me like, why are Enzo Cast in the news right now? <laughs> what's going on with them you know so then I felt like at one point in time that was a question that needed to be answered but what I've noticed here's where my case study is is that whenever Enzo and Cass make the news there are three not two but three polarizing like feelings about them you got the people who are still fans mm-hmm. who are just clamoring to get some more Enzo and Cass action in their lives you know you have the people who just hate them and despise them and you know saying when I was looking at this before you know with with anything you can hate something you can like something but it all goes to the same bank account Mm -hmm. in terms of attention but then there's this other source of income of people who just don't feel like we need to speak about them at all but they're very vocal about how much we don't need to speak about them that's the cancel culture (laughs) there you go that right there I'm trying to figure out when did they get put into that category? Uh, I can tell you it was most likely... Well, let's be straight up. We'll, we'll say Enzo with the sexual assault allegations back okay. in Arizona. Cass with the stalking of Carmella. It caused him to get thrown off the show because he made her uncomfortable. We live in that era now, especially the Me Too movement, where... It's a higher degree of accountability. The bigger platform that you have, the more prone you are to getting exposed. We saw it with uh, Dave Chappelle talking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh, you said something bad 10 years ago. Somebody's going to find it and somebody's going to post it looking up for it. And right. that's the that's what we live in. But as he pointed out, as uh, Joe Budden pointed out on his podcast, who the fuck has been canceled? In this day and age, exactly. who has actually been canceled? And that—that was—that was unless the there was actual criminal charges, like Harvey Weinstein. That was more than me too, man. But he was a fucking demon. When you come to that, like Aziz Ansari didn't get canceled. He got a Netflix special. Right. Louis C.K. is touring the country, doing comedy shows. I think wasn't he most recently at the Chicago Theater? He was. Louis C.K. He was. Yeah. You see over the summer, yeah. And it, he died. Uh, he he was in a horrible masturbation accident. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's like shit doesn't it doesn't happen. It's it's good for social media because for a hot second you hurt their pockets, you hurt their their you know their means of income, and then it just goes away. 
And then what? Enzo and Cass haven't suffered from this. They're not on TV every week, but they've gone to multiple promotions. Shit, they were at this the super card, Madison Square Garden, front and center. Okay, right, right, right. How did they, they? They obviously didn't get canceled if they were at the New Japan Ring of Honor deal. Whether that was fixed or not, or whatever. Oh, look at this snacks. Look at this. <laughs> Thank you, Claire. You're the best. Let me eat a pretzel. Reload, but uh, you're right. There's there's always the three categories. Where you Mr. Mr. Barton, you are now on the clock. I'm gonna start by saying this. Enzo and Cass can play in traffic. Okay. Where? And that is not because I hate them. Just because I don't care. In my opinion, they have added nothing to the wrestling industry that deserves any attention at this point. Well said. Okay. Okay. What angers me about this particular situation is that people feel like we should have to talk about it. Just because it's news doesn't mean we have to care about it. Mm-hmm. Enzo and Cass to me are like below the Kardashians Whoa. as it relates to relevance. And it's not because of anything they've done outside the ring. It's just that they don't like Enzo, for as much shit as he talks, is the same guy who knocked himself out at a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay? Which pay-per-view was that? I want to watch it. Again. We watched it together. Did we? It was, it was like Extreme Rules or some shit. Oh, like yeah, 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 yeah. The rope I think, I think it was literally the first pay-per-view they were at. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cass. I remember, okay, no, I remember that. <laughs> Cass went off script and started making midget jokes. In the middle of a ring. About Daniel Bryan. Right. Neither of which have done anything in the ring that warrants them any kind of the level of attention they've received. All the attention they've received since WWE is like that ex that keeps fucking calling you. Say hey, big head. <laughs> what a bitch! I'm just saying, like, the, like everything that comes out. I love these Tostito roasted red pepper chips. Sorry, that's mm-hmm. fine. They have, and it's like, and if they're news, okay. A lot of people want to talk to them, and that's exactly what they want, which is fine. But my dollar, I'm not gonna be spending. And my time value. And I'm sure Arza is as well. Man, I just feel like that's a waste. And I feel like until they do something for me, like show me, like a lot of people have been quote unquote canceled in in the wrestling industry. Rich Swan was canceled for a heartbeat. Hulk Hogan was canceled for three months. Right. I mean, multiple people have been canceled, but they've grinded their way for the most. Hulk Hogan just walked back through the door because somebody was broken needed raids. But Enzo and Cass, while they're getting bookings, they're not improving. <laughs> I mean, Cass is jacked. I've given him. Well, finally. We finally I started mean, taking care of it because he was like over 300 when well, he first started going, walking around. You have a seizure when you're about to make an appearance, too. Yeah, sure. That'll give you a wake up call. Mm-hmm. 
but as it like, relates to like them improving in the ring besides it's, talking shit. And it's crazy to think that you're we there people are outside of that conversation are having this conversation about him. Since they've appeared with Ring of Honor, it's like the death kiss. We don't really talk about Ring of Honor. Rarely. If mm-hmm. anything. Since then, it's gone downhill. They've lost, technically almost lost their, I mean, they've pretty much lost their partnership with New Japan. Mm-hmm. You still have the tag team belts on <laughs> Tonga and them, right? No. Oh, they, they got them back. But they got them back? Yeah. Okay. And that's because they, they don't want to do anything with them anymore. They, yeah. It's like they're pretty much losing their Juice, partnership. Yeah, Juice Robinson ran out the door. Jeff Cobb ran out the door. They're pretty much losing their partnership with NWA as we speak. I'm like, NWA say kick rocks. Yeah. And they have nobody or relating to ROH. They have nobody but themselves to play because they literally created AEW. Mm-hmm. Well said. Well they said. created AEW the, the moment they gave them the production crew to do all in. And didn't make them put their name on it. Yep. I say we take our. Are we good on this? I mean, Can we give them enough my, time? My conversation still grows not about them, but about every like the air between them and like the rest of their fans. It's it's just. Out of out of everything, it's the like it's the most weirdest thing. Because you're right, they haven't done much. The only thing they really can speak more more, more towards is like social media stuff. Yeah, the stuff that Enzo engineers that doesn't really, you know, resonate. Um, and then like you know the stuff with Cass and like his his kind of road to recovery from like mental illness and um and abuse. And I figured that. Sometime down the line, that's a conversation that we're going to have that's going to involve Cass. But still waiting on a quote-unquote happy ending in that sense, you know? Mm-hmm. That hasn't happened yet. It's just... It's weird because... To me, it's weird because ultimately... When you look at Enzo and Cass and why they're still popular, it actually speaks to, in a very messed up way, the success of the development of stars within WWE. Okay. We have to keep in mind that even to this day, even with the three of us being wrestling marks, so to speak, we still hold accountable, we still hold WWE accountable for putting out, for putting something into the professional wrestling realm, when we're just really being hard-headed knowing that they're not a professional wrestling company. And whereas we want them to do right by the Kevin Owens of the world and the Sami Zayn's and the even the Seth Rollins, that their system is designed to make Enzo and Kazes. <laughs> it really is. As wow. messed up as that sounds, think about that. Why were they popular? We've had this conversation before about who we know who's not going to get that brass ring. You know, so even though they decided to open the doors to indie guys, we know that they're truly never going to be the top of their of the totem pole. They're just using these guys to push their own people. They're Alexa Blissesses. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
like we forget what this company is really designed for. And it's not everything they they think they do is in disrespect to professional wrestling. So when it it's still hilarious to me at this point. That we expect anything different. That we expect anything from Indians on the cast in terms of professional wrestling. But that's not what they were created for. They were there. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I mean, and it's just, it's one of those things. It's like, hello, <laughs> this. It, I mean, because people talk about wanting to talk about about them, but it's for many different reasons. Because of the allegations, because of this, that, and the third. But we shouldn't be talking about them because they're the success of a WWE product. The product of a contract, uh, contracted company. Who leases out these independent contractors? But I think a part of, and this is why it annoys me so much. Part of the level of attention they've received, at least recently in the last few weeks, is not genuine. The attention is not genuine. Explain, explain that. Okay. Then I might have a rebuttal. Because I do not personally believe. Most of the people giving this attention want them to succeed. I think many of people are enjoying watching them get up and fall over and over again. And that could be- I think my personal belief is that the general public is laughing. More specifically, Enzo. Yeah. Because of his antics. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, look at this clown. Look at what this clown is doing. He's at the Cubs game. It's a clown. Not like, hey, it's Enzo at the club, at Cubs game. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know the difference between that? I think that's, I mean, like him popping up at Survivor Series. Clay. It wasn't like a, oh shit, it's Enzo. It's like, look at this dumb motherfucker at, at Survivor. Clay, you know? Clay Thompson was at the Cubs game today sitting in the front row in the uh, rickety seats. Oh, yeah. And he got a, you guys, nice little cheer. And somebody mm-hmm. recognized him. That's the difference. But it's, yeah, I, and that's what's irritating me about this even more. And that's why I'm getting so hot about it. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, some people are saying, hey, Enzo, you know, there, it's there's a difference between being popular and being laughed at. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, Enzo's being laughed at right now. And okay. that laughter is growing the more he shows his face. Here's my take on it. It's three ways. That was that's that been my point since the start. It's it's a lot of people, but the pie is split three ways. You know what I mean? And I believe those those sections are equal. I don't, but I I'll let you have it. I mean, just if, if, I mean, because here's the other thing you have to consider as well that we make up a lot of people who are laughing at him because he is a clown. But other piece of this pie would be the millennial factor. The people that worship the ground that he's on. Because you have to look, you have to understand from a social media standpoint how many successful clowns there are out there. Oh God, yeah. Well, I, how I how do I put this? With, if he because I mean I'm laughing at Enzo the way the same way I'm laughing at Six Nine. Ah! The okay. same way I'm laughing at the the put him in the coffin dude. Um, you know what I'm talking about? The same way I'm laughing at a fucking Kardashian. <laughs> Do you understand? I, I, but they I mean something. But they mean something. 
completely different to a different demographic. I think this is a very a lot of these people are fucking influencers, but unfortunately, I, I, and, 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 and that's what I'm saying. And, and like, we don't want to admit it, but Enzo falls in that category. I I, I can't buy that. <laughs> the reason I can't buy it is because if he was on that level, people would be investing money. I mean, I'm not talking about a level. I'm talking about I'm talking about the pie. But the pop, no, no, no. <laughs> if there's that many people, like fans and supporters of Enzo, we they are. come I don't believe it. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't believe it. Okay. Enzo, the reason I don't believe it, because there's no money behind it. We don't know that. Yeah. We would know. We don't we know, know why. Because he'd be selling out of t shirts. He'd be, he'd be, promotions would be fucking like begging him to come to their promotion. Because him being there would make them money. That makes sense. Okay? Like, there are clowns out there. Frank the fucking clown, for example. You got a, you got a bone to pick with that dude. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm actually about to pull him over. Because he <laughs> actually, when he goes, like tonight, he's going to wrestle Mick fucking Foley in Marion Catholic High School. Right. Oh, that's right. We yeah. should have. That was the one that we were. They were promoted, okay. right? Now. Warrior wrestling out there. One lights. year ago, I admit, called him a clown. Like, like he was in the end zone. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. But he is at a point now where people are booking him and putting him on a poster to sell their product. He has merchandise that is sold. A party city. actively <laughs> fucking buy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm not going to subscribe to the Frank the Clown way of getting into the wrestling business but I respect the hustle and respect the grind that he's done to get to where he is. That is the same amount of time Enzo has had to do the exact same fucking thing. Right. And no one wants to touch this cat within a 10 foot pole. Be- and that's, that's because why of- I think the fan base may be vocal as shit is not as Crowd, it's like the difference between an ROH crowd right now mm-hmm. and like what we saw last night. These that ROH crowd is loud as shit, but there's only like hundred of them fucks. These smaller, <laughs> these smaller promotions can't afford the optics that go with the negative publicity that this guy has. So, but right, like, whoa, 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 I disagree because if you if you bring him there and you sell the fuck out because he's there and everybody hates him enough you have to, to do that. get his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. You have to do that the same way that you said that there's a lot of people, there's not a lot of people out there that follow this dude or that want it. You're going to have to do that on blind faith that there is that other piece of the pie that he's talking about. That's what I'm saying. And but I, you can I'm, do that and, and, and there's and money I'm saying, to be made. I'm saying it's there. We might not see it there, but it's, That's what I'm it's, saying. it's there. How do we know? Because this, this, is, this is what you have to look at. The promotion that actually gave them a job, right? They booked them Based on the fact that they were going to put them in a the ring with John Moxley. Yep. Right? From what I understand, John Moxley, for the most part, outside of certain con- contractual ed- obligations, does what he wants to do. Yes. And he wanted to work with them. That same promotion is bringing Enzo back. That same promotion brought N-E-W. Enzo back. Is that an NEW? Mm-hmm. Is that NEW? Yeah. Yeah. That same promotion brought Enzo back. Right. He went on a podcast to announce it. Correct. That podcast did their job to promote their podcast Correct. and elicited a bunch of positive responses in, in terms of that. So, oh, man, really? 
Or now I am standing on the side of it's weird because it's still in this realm of professional wrestling, but that's not what he is. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm looking at it from the perspective of like Snooky at WrestleMania. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> you know no, what I mean? I, I'm with you there. <laughs> and, he, the- and he only has to do like one other thing, and then I would say my point would be more. Re- my point would be more relevant. Okay. But that's the part that's weird. Is that I'm not seeing. Uh, I'm not seeing one side. Outweigh the other. Whenever I see the news, it's literally like the last thing that I saw was literally like every third comment was positive, every third comment it was negative, every third comment was these are fucking clowns. Everybody's got a, everybody's got an opinion since they got social media. Yeah, and it's like, but you see, like, you see it in terms of one way or another, even if it's close. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? All right, let's put it on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So for all our listeners at Twitter, at we are the wise men, and we'll even put it on uh, Instagram too, at uh, Wise Men Wrestling Podcast. We'll put it on the poll. Which side of the pie are you on? Hate, love, or indifferent? Mm-hmm. Okay. There we go. We already posted on Instagram that we were recording this. This recap. Mm-hmm. Put it on everything. Now we can start talking about them. We're done with them. What was that? <laughs> we can start talking about it now. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> so, moving on, because there's other things to talk about in the wrestling world. We'll go ahead and just go straight into it. Well, <clears throat> Recently, we've seen the influx of everybody's top 50 list when it comes to rappers. None of which I fucking agree with. Especially <laughs> that bullshit. Because that podcast they put out Joe Budden at number three. It was fucking smoking weed. You guys are funny. They did that shit on purpose. It worked. And it, it was genius. It worked. It's genius. <laughs> but PWI decides to put out a top 500 list. Which I think is annual. Annual thing, but now. Time, but the timing is just perfect. The timing is perfect when we're talking about lists because everybody's got their lists. I'm so exhausted. First of all, how the fuck do you leave DMX off a list? I'm still, I'm still wondering why. Hmm? No, when you're talking about body of work. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, he's not in jail. DMX is not in jail. We had these conversations. He's actually recording a new album. Yeah, okay. Yes. He's in the process right You're now. In of that. <laughs> <laughs> At any point, if you want to go ahead and reach out to us on Twitter, we are the Wiseman. You can go ahead and ask us is this person in jail? We will do the due diligence. We'll find out for you. We will get it. We'll get you that answer. Right now, we know that a couple are in jail. We had this conversation. <laughs> You know, Life Jennings is out. Mystical's out. DMX is finally out. Yeah. Is everybody else? Is everybody free right now? Is everybody free? Everybody out there enjoying life right now? <laughs> <laughs> Not even <laughs> Somebody's got to go in. It's just somebody has to go. <laughs> Question for you, since you want to bring up clowns. <laughs> Six Nine gets released because you know he's going to get released for snitching. Is he trying to finally get rid of all these uh, tattoos? No. And the rainbow hair? No. I think he gets rid of rainbow hair. But like, Actually, no. No, we're cracking up. 
He's gonna have to try to come back just the way he is. And if he is, you know what? We're gonna be talking about him with a ten bell salute. See, that's the thing because I'm trying to figure out how stupid he is. Oh, he's stupid! He's stupid, stupid. Because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, a six nine or not even six nine, whatever his real name is. Daniel Hernandez. I'm thinking Daniel Hernandez has got at this point has been advised that he needs to go away and never come back again. Never think. I was just about to say it depends on how much money is in his bank account. No. No. Right. It's no. zero right now because it's a federal thing, so everything is frozen. I mean, if he needs money, he's gonna have to do something. If he doesn't need money, you need to work at Walmart. That'd be a bad idea. <laughs> hey, wait! What a dumbass! And leave this life behind. But as it relates to this list, list the Talk CW about 500 list, which actually only a, like a top 50 have come out, not all the list yet. Mm-hmm. Um, have we seen the list yet? I've seen the top 10. I'll pull it up. Um, Seth Rollins is number one. This what? Is, this is the second time at number one on that list, right? What the fuck? Really? Now, here's where it gets interesting to me. Just to me. Mm-hmm. Because I had a similar reaction. Okay. Until when I was driving to work, listening to Bus and Open, they had the editor to PW, it's the Pro Wrestling Insider, on the air. So they can hold his feet to the fire right then and there. Well, <laughs> you got the T-shirt nah, out. Not not on Busted Open. They're, they're you know, uh-huh. WWE for life. <laughs> Even though they don't want to admit it. Um, they, he admitted. That he fucked up. Nope. He admitted booking is a heavy influence on the rankings. Okay. So once you hear that, Seth being number one makes perfect fucking sense. Seth is on every fucking thing. But I'm just saying, like, and, and you, make okay if you're gonna do it that way, sure. Right. So if will, that, will Osprey number ten though? I'm just saying. I love I love Will Osprey. Right. I'm not believe me, that's not a shot. They had Tanahashi as number nine. Yep. Kenny Omega as number eight. Yep. Roman is seven, which Roman's been on everywhere, including Good Morning America right. and Puff Pieces on the ESPN. Mm-hmm. Gargano number six. I see that because he's been the face of outside of him and Cole. Mm-hmm. Okada is number five, rightfully so. Okay. Kofi Kingston number four. AJ number three. Ah, that's where I differ. I differ. On yeah, because Kofi's been more prominent than AJ this year. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that we agree on something. <laughs> oh, she's putting out all the snacks, and I got Hawaiian bread too. Then, cool refreshing bread. <laughs> but I'm also curious as early as that. And we're just gonna be snacking. There's no actual no dinner today. No. <laughs> I actually have to go home and pretend that I'm not hungry. So <laughs> you've been eating sweets. Don't let her hear this episode. <laughs> She's fine. <laughs> we'll post it tomorrow just to shave your ass. <laughs> mm. Still fine. <laughs> as it relates to this. But um, like AJ. AJ started... No, he didn't start off the year as WWE champion, did he? No. no, he lost it last year. But he's always, like, in the mix. Like, mm. He's always Recently, been, yes. Yeah. Recently, but yes. we're thinking about over the last year. Over the last year? No. He had the one match against... Did he take some time off? He, he took some time off. Because he had his matches with Samoa Joe. 
Then he drops the belt mm-hmm. to Daniel Bryan, and that was before the Saudi Arabia show. Correct. Because AJ didn't want to go to uh, Saudi Arabia. Oh no no! I'm gonna say Daniel. I think Daniel dropped this in the some belt. No, had them. No, Daniel had the belt. He won the belt because Daniel won. Saudi Arabia though. He gave up something. No, they lost it. They've had the match for the belt before they even went to Saudi Arabia. That's right. Because they didn't even have the match. They didn't even... That, that SmackDown or the you know, the title wasn't wrestled at Saudi Arabia. Right. Well, I'll be honest. When it comes to the list, that's not really my beef at this point. But... You know, because we could... Just like with any list, we could be top 10 for, you know, top 20 forever. Right. We can do that. My thought process at this point is... If Becky Lynch, if they had women on that list, where would Becky Lynch be on that? Top five. Wait, so women are not even on this list? No. Separate list, one hundred. There's a separate women's list on this? Yeah, they haven't released yet, but it's it's always been a separate women's list. That's stupid. So 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 when is the it is stupid? So when is the real revolution coming? Now, now, and that's that's what I'm saying. Like now, it's stupid, but before then, no one ever gave a fuck. There was two separate lists. Yeah, no. I'm just saying. Now, (laughs) now is more prevalent time. To right. have this discussion, including women. Because there's some women that will knock off. The Tessas, the Beckys, you know what I'm saying? Like, so that's what I said. Like, like there's another list out there. Um, Speak I on. retweeted it from, uh, I'm going to say this wrong, Black Reckless. <laughs> right, it's on my Twitter. I retweeted it. But it's the top, two, top 100 Black wrestlers. Okay. And that's intergender. And I, I just wonder at this point, when do we get to that point from everybody being all in one list? So, when we get to that third piece of the pie with the cancel culture. <laughs> Let's be real. This is where, and I'm not saying this particularly directed to list, because mm-hmm. when it comes to list, I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. I've been exhausted since the, the, the Kanye brackets. Like, I'm Oh, that was impossible. <laughs> I, I still never filled it out. I got to like my top four, I think, and like just gave up. But this is where this is where our value comes in. Okay. As a podcast. Okay. So it's, it's, it's people new to the media. I'm not trying to sign us up to, to make yeah, a list. Please. Because that's going to be you making that Damn. list. Damn! So, so update, we've already had six votes on the thing. Who cares is leading the percentage with 83% of the vote? <laughs> it's no. early. It's early. No, because you want those loves. You want those lovers. And I haven't up. even picked up my phone yet, so I haven't put my vote in. <laughs> <laughs> I got the tweet deck open because wait till next week when everything's here. Oh, everything's I, I left it open for three days. What? That way to give people the chance if they do listen, jump in. We should put a tag in there. Hashtag since they were so so, so <laughs> basically my point is that PW Insider would be like the the, 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 the wrestling equivalent to Billboard right and that's what I say like <laughs> once you know that okay I see what you're talking about booking plays a part does the list matter anymore oh black excellence. No. Because now we're. Not, like, it doesn't we're, matter anymore. It's kind of like Billboard. We're not talking you know, about AR making a difference. Right. You know? <laughs> it doesn't make a difference then. Yeah, Sasha Banks rank is number two. 
No, no, no. From, from a black wrestler. Ricochet Curry, number three? You put Ricochet over Dream? Yes. Yeah. Right now, because he's been heavily booked. Main, main roster. And he's, he, he's doing... Well, I'm, I don't know about more shine. Dream, Dream is... Well, Dream is a whole enigma on his own when it mm-hmm. comes to... As Ricochet may be... Head, he may be on the main roster, but he sure is not hell not being promoted on the fucking video game as he was in that commercial. But this is what I remind you: if people around the world know Ricochet, people across the border don't know Dream. Ricochet's wrestled everywhere, and he's won everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, so that, that's why I. I Easily put him above Dream. Dream's got to do. Remember, Dream is a WWE product. Yeah. You agree with them having uh, Xavier Woods at 16? Yes. With Big E ranked above him? Yeah. From Big a wrestling e? standpoint? But if this is, if this is just for, what is this, just for a year? Yeah. Okay. Big E was out of action for fucking three months. Which you got to understand. But well, Xavier gotta, Woods is probably like outside the ring, not in it. He's, they're still the tag team champions right now without Kofi. We got to know what the rubric is. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, so here we go. We'll take a look. And this could be this could be just simply like who is the who is the best wrestlers out there, not necessarily booking or anything else. Right. Okay, so there's no common sense to this because somebody said Sasha's way too high on the list considering she didn't wrestle for five months, right. and then they responded. You mean the most talked about woman in the entire wrestling business? People yeah, were hanging on. Yeah, like, yeah. Bit, they were like, people were hanging on her every move. Plus, her resume gets her anywhere. That I won't argue with. That's right. I personally feel this is a list of they took the top hundred wrestler, black wrestlers, and then said, "Who's the best out of these?" So, 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 where is Faye Jackson on that list? Seventy-four. She's hot. Yeah. Yeah. We did. We like, did, and I think we held it off. He, did you see his tweet before? No. Did, so you you just found out that she's seventy fourth. Mm-hmm. She's seventy fourth. Okay. But he, she's on yeah. the list. That's she's important. on the list. She's on the list. That's There's a top two fifty. There was a very pleasant surprise on this list. I think I want to say around thirty or forty. Sugar Shig- D. Oh, Sugar D. Sugar D is forty three. Nice. Right behind nice. Ella Rose at forty one. That's like that's a pleasant. <laughs> Considering he's been overseas most of this year. Yeah, most of the time, yeah. Did they misspell this? Yeah, they did. Apollo Cruz, but they put him in Spanish. C R U Z. You gotta watch a little bit more to know that it's Cruz. Like Terry Cruz. <laughs> they're they're built almost the exact same. You can't put the junk box out here. <laughs> not, that's what I need to do. Yep. Well, the top one hundred Latinos. There are some questionable like Like Nyla Rose, I had no idea. <laughs> but there's some questionable ones like, nah, that's more Dominican. <laughs> more Dominican. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think the Yifuso's around there or something like that. Like, hold on. Well, Bram, let's see, hold on. I'll, I'll take a look at this while we continue talking. Well, he'll take a look at that. Let's move on while we're talking about rankings. <laughs> you got D-Lo Brown in there? The best. He's still wrestling. He's still wrestling? Oh, uh, let me just add my two cents. Yes, the, the women should be on this list. I think the booking... Part of the of the PWI list kind of does degrade the quality of the list itself. That that's supposed to be the authority of it. So you want to balance yourself out by putting the women on the list. I think it's we live in that time. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, it's fine. Like, you you put this list out because you want attention. But now you have to be able to defend yourself that, yeah. hey, why isn't this all-inclusive? In this time and age, when we're trying to promote equality, rather guard is it's um, gender or non-binary, whatever you want to do, you got to make it all-inclusive. Because it's, it's talent. It's superstar talent. It doesn't, and that's not, it's not just limited to just male, female, transgender. Because we look at this top ten list, Becky Lynch has worked a lot more than more than half of this list. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there fuck would yeah. be some that argue, and I wouldn't even, like, I wouldn't even fuck with them. And no. they put Becky at number one. Like, I wouldn't fuck with them. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Since Survivor Series, she has been in the industry. Okay. She is the reason why the female division is hot. Has gotten the attention it deserves because they have a mouth to somebody out there. Now you couldn't do that with Sasha Banks until now. Now you have Sasha Banks as heel Sasha as the queen that we deserve. Mm-hmm. And now Becky doesn't have to put on the over. She doesn't have to oversaturate social media or uh, the whole gimmick with the man, which we already seen. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure we'll touch base on that. Uh, we'll see how long, much longer she has on that. That's, oh, yeah. Rick. That's got legs. Mm-hmm. That's got legs. But it's the same thing like LeBron James trying to trademark Taco Tuesday. Has there been nobody in this fucking world that's trademarked Taco Tuesday? But it's a fucking phrase that we've used since we were kids? And probably before then, too? Has no... Did we miss the boat? Me, me and LeBron's another podcast. Let's hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's not a LeBron fan. Speaking of which, I did get some good... I did ask the question, speaking of lists, Lomachenko fight that we, you and I saw. Yeah. I did ask Twitter who they thought the number one overall pound-for-pound fighter in the world was, Lomachenko or Bud Crawford. Whoa, shit. That was stupid. I didn't do it right. <laughs> I put Campbell. I didn't put Crawford. Damn. My bad, Bud. Damn. Let me delete this tweet. Because... <laughs> People that voted for Campbell obviously didn't see the fucking conversation. Twitter. That's what those people like. He won. He won. I don't care what you said. He won. Those are the fucking. No, that's won. the other side of the pie. He won. <laughs> we've he we've won been able fight. to su- successfully go on social media today and point out all three pieces of the pie. Thirty-three <laughs> percent of that pie. Don't <laughs> Here's funny. Yeah, that was my fault. I meant to put Crawford on that. I don't know why I put Campbell. Twitter. Mm. Let us edit our tweets. Please. What the fuck. Just, just let us add our tweets. That's why, because I'd put too many f bombs in it. <laughs> Fucking Twitter knows me already. <laughs> Please. So, Wu Tang on Hulu. We've actually talked earlier about, you know, what business each company is in. You know, in terms of what the product that they're putting out, and I was sure that we were somewhere between pro wrestlers and superstars. But apparently, we might have been wrong all along. After Roman Reigns decided he was a performance fighter, and now Bret Hart has informed us that all of this time, when he was the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be, he might not have been talking about professional wrestling because he was a performance artist. Goldberg kicked him harder in the head than we thought. Because I, I argued with somebody both on Twitter and off Twitter about something similar to this today. 
<laughs> you actually have those conversations? I do. Who wants to split this last piece of bread? Between the two of you. Hey, Hawaiian's bread, done. Um, where they called Brett the goat. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no. Okay. Somebody else said Jericho. Understood, you know, you know, catching catching the pain while the fire is hot. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I still think HBK is that dude. Hmm. Overall body of work, overall impact to the industry, HB, HBK is that dude. If he's looking at you the right way. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, 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 oh. I use, when it comes, All right. when it comes to this conversation, mm-hmm. I use what I would consider the Michael Jordan test to it. Okay, there we go. All right. That, not that, I'm not comparing him to Mike. I'm just using that to let me. Let I'm me just say, you just say you wasn't going to talk about LeBron. <laughs> but let me finish that. <laughs> oh, we, we can put him up to that too. <laughs> because, A, are people actively emulating your style? HBK. Yes. Yes. Like, um, how many super kicks are being used in wrestling right now? Too many. Too many. How many times did the. Uh, the Kenta's move get used in a WWE live show the other day. Well, that's his own fault. Talk shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I'd be remiss if we didn't... Uh, thoughts and prayers go out to Kevin Hart. Suffers uh, major back injuries from a car accident. Oh, wow. Uh, there was a car crash, and he was um, driving... A friend of his was driving this vehicle, and when they lost control, and the car veered down an embankment. So we uh, thoughts and prayers to Kevin Hart and the Hart family. Hopefully, hopefully you make it through, man. Hmm, that's tough. Yeah, I can't have Twitter open anymore. <laughs> no Twitter for you. No. Uh, but Bret Hart, in my opinion, mm-hmm. was never the best talker. He was a good talker. Yeah, but not the best talker. Like you, we can't. We can't call a, should I say, memorable promo that he's done. That isn't fuckwits related. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, HBK, and I'm sorry, this is before Jericho, because I know a lot of people think Jericho did the same thing, introduced to the mainstream that athletic style. From a main event standpoint. Right. He was one of the first, if not the first, if you want to argue about it for a while. Small dudes who broke through to the top. Right. Who's that? HBK. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, those factors alone, like, Jericho's done amazing. Mm -hmm. And I do think he's like, I would say top three. Oh, for sure. You know what I'm saying? And Ric Flair probably like right behind, in my opinion, HBK. I know a lot of people think of him as the GOAT, and that's mm-hmm. cool. But when it comes to like the athleticism, I, He's got that, 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 that's an edge for me. You know what I'm saying? And HBK was just such a dynamic personality. Right. I mean, I mean well, Flair in the 80s. In the early nineties, Flair that, was, that was Flair had to hustle. <laughs> Flair had to hustle for that, and, and when you go back and see some of his documentaries, he hustled to be that dude. And even when it was like the smaller promotions, all the 
all the promos that man cut. He put 100% of everything. So if you're talking about, now you can sit there and compare this. If you want to do this, since you want to talk about LeBron and Jordan all of a sudden, the same thing. Why not divvy him up by greatest of eras? Yeah. We all know that the 80s Lakers and the Celtics were dope. The right. 90s Bulls were untouched. Mm-hmm. The 2000s were the Lakers again. The 10s were what? LeBron's all, all nine of his uh, final Yeah, picks. I mean, I would say that would be the only way that LeBron would be. <laughs> in the <laughs> conversation? Because he's been there so many well, I, times? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> do the, do in like, wrestling it's different, mm-hmm. in my opinion, just because of the growth of media. You know, Flair came in when... Flair's prime was when shit was still on, like, network TV. And it was hosted, like, a cable access yeah, TV. Right. Mm. Um, HBK came in, like, during the Raw years. When, like, that was that first pop of wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, so there were more eyes on him. And I also think there was more people around him who got shined at the same time. Right. You know, like... Stone codes. I say it's that plus booking. Oh no, booking's a factor. I guarantee. Yeah, I because, agree. Because once, once, like I said, once that media changes, yeah. all, all, like especially for the WWE, because sorry, they're just at the top of the tunnel ball when it comes to this. Um, what the WWE does is they'll bring back these old guys to take away spots from the younger guys. Correct. Oh, like we're seeing in a couple it, weeks at it, Madison Square Garden as the t- go home show. I, I thought that was. I thought it was tomorrow. No, it's next week. It's after Labor Day. Okay. It's after Labor Day. Okay. Yeah, because it, it's tomorrow's the second. Yeah, it's the seventh. Yeah. Yeah, it's next week. And and they're gonna tell this narrative again about how they're the greatest of what they've done, you know, what I'm saying, but they're doing it now instead of you know somebody we know is great, you know, what I'm saying they, they got their spot. But we've said that we've we've been at ad nauseum at this point when it comes about. WWE's retired program where they continue to bring back these guys to do promos and these on um, these blood matches when they can be focusing on the product. CM Punk brought it up the other day at StarCast. Mm-hmm. You have a shitload of loaded roster that you can cycle out and keep things fresh so that we're not seeing the same five matches to open up Raw, to open up SmackDown, when it's some form of Drew McIntyre, Shane McMahon, Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns, and whoever else you want to sprinkle in there. Dolph Ziggler at this point. And then here's the thing, and, then, and it, to, to kind of reel this into the conversation that we're really having about what do we call these guys or what do these guys consider themselves and how that plays out in terms of how we rank them or how we talked about them. Like, when you look at the WWE... You can hardly say that, you know, they have their guys that they bring in from the outside. They have their guys that they bring up on their own. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They have these guys who are great at one thing and have these other guys who are great at another thing. You know? Like, within that company, we have, if you want to put labels on, if you want to start putting labels on, in that company, you could have, you have professional wrestlers, sports entertainers, performance artists, or whatever you want to call them. <laughs> or whatever and you can utilize them in different ways and that's how you could pro- possibly consider them you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like and I'm not even putting that on the onus of the company but in terms of our conversations because when we when we go going back to the list when we talk about lists everybody's going to have a different rubric 
in terms of what they rank and what they like and what they don't like. Do we dare put it together only? No, no, we're not. <laughs> we're not doing that. We're but not going to be one of those podcasts. Because here's the thing, though: we are not wall culture. Yes. Off. <laughs> well said. <laughs> so, because like Sean brought up the point that he's had to argue, you know, saying he has he had this argument for HBK, and he's outlining his rubric. But you know damn well there's a bunch of people out there who will swear up and down that that um, uh, Bret Hart. It's, it's the greatest nope, wrestler. You know. yeah, he's the greatest, greatest, greatest wrestler of all time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I bet you, you know, saying nine out of ten, that rubric is very different in terms of what they consider. Like, oh, he was a better technical wrestler than HBK. Exactly. Oh, he put HBK over and HBK over the biggest match ever. Oh, <laughs> but. Ric Flair has 25 world titles. Oh, if Cena was still wrestling, he'd have 75 world titles. Wow. <laughs> but like you said, I mean, booking becomes a play in it. And that's how it's it's almost impossible to come up with a GOAT per se. Because right. if HBK is never pushed, he's never to go. My only leg in this fight is that if Roman Reigns wants to call himself the best performance writer of all time, He's gonna have to talk to Jason David Frick about that one. That's all I'm saying. Because that's, a, that's another podcast, man. Roman Reigns is great, but he's no Green Ranger. He's no Green Ranger. No. <laughs> no way. <laughs> uh-uh. So, in essence, we can't all just call him one thing, but it's just interesting to see how some people kind of consider themselves. Mm-hmm. And the Bret Hart thing to me kind of stood out. Well. Because he's been told (laughs) for years that you're like the best technical wrestler of all time. And he's just like, nah, I'm a performance artist. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that, had so much excitement. Well, this is something that I've noticed about listening to podcasts, especially about listening to Busted Open and Wrestling Observer Radio. Let's just mention that Busted Open is actually now putting their product in, in podcast form now. Yes. So now, now I can check this out now and start listening to it. Because I'm not giving Sirius XM my money. <laughs> I think I got it free in the, in the car. I had it free for like it, six months. No, but... because I think somebody accidentally did it in the vehicle that oh, I yeah? had. Because I do hear some stations, so I'm just going to have to see. You're going to have to let me know what Sirius X, uh, XM station bus it opens on it. 156. 156? Yeah. Oh, there we go. Cheap uh, promo for Busted Open yeah, Radio. There you go. Um, it's good and it's bad. To me, it gets annoying very fast. Mm-hmm. One thing I've noticed about legends of wrestling, the biggest culprit is Booker T. They never stop putting themselves over. Right. It's annoying as shit. Mm-hmm. Like, like I still think in the back of his mind, Booker T still thinks he's king of the ring. The way he carries himself. You know, and it was, I it was it. a great gimmick. It was a great gimmick. <laughs> That's probably, he, probably, was. he probably was the last great king of the ring to be. But honest. you can't listen to like a re- if you look at listen to like wrestlers interview each other, it's annoying as shit because it's like it's literally a, a like a subtle penis contest. Like mm-hmm. just penis contest. like Bully Ray putting himself over for booking the all in 
Battle Royale like over and over again and him telling ROH you know things that they should have done you know to get shit right and stuff like that and, and other wrestlers even just Chris Jericho like goes in but like yeah I should be champ because my name on the belt brings instant credibility to the belt and he's just not even fucking kidding it's just like him talking Right, like, and, and it's just annoying as shit. Because it gets to the point where it's like, dude, you ain't been in the arena in ten years, kid. Mm-hmm. Calm that shit down. It's like <laughs> listening to what, what's that Mercury Morris from the Dolphins. Ha! Uh, fuck you, Mercury Morris. <laughs> <laughs> My Smith Park champions went fucking ten and zero, undisputed, undefeated, undisputed, never a fucking doubt. But now, bunch of nine year olds. Did you have that in you? You can mention that three times a year for the rest of your fucking life. Well, every well, this <laughs> here comes number one this this Saturday when we got the award ceremony. I'm fucking shitting on the Red Sox and everybody else who wants this fucking smoke. In 2019, I should, I my should, sons, my sons' little league team went undefeated, man. I should. I I'm gonna I'm gonna post it right on the fucking Wiseman Wrestling Podcast that I'm gonna give all these little kids the smoke seven and nine. Fuck you. Sorry. Don't do that. No, fuck that. Some of these kids deserve... <laughs> Some of the coaches deserve all the smoke that we're giving them. We're walking in with fucking customized t-shirts. Who knows? We might be throwing out shit, too. But Fight some parents in the fucking parking lot. In general, wrestlers are crazy when they get old. They say silly shit. It's fun for us to come down. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> So we got some recommendations. Um, for my wa- what to watch this week. Um, yeah. There's a series called Paper Champions on Amazon Prime. Allow me to read the intro. When aspiring writer Audrey learns that her father has died, she's left with her worst nightmare, running his struggling independent wrestling public access TV show. Now it's her impossible task to herd these cats and reclaim the company's glory days. Now streaming on Amazon Prime. I'm going to watch it. It's only six episodes. That was a great little promo. You're welcome. <laughs> seven. Seven episodes. You've been working on your promo voice. You know what? I was walking, doing grocery shopping with my grandmother yesterday, and I caught myself running promos. It's like, oh, shit. Maybe I do have a voice. Maybe maybe I can stop being so self-conscious about this voice, because I don't think I have a very good voice at all. Sounds like I'm constantly either drowning underwater or running away from somebody. We are we are our own worst. Oh yeah, critics, for sure, know? for sure. But I tell you what scares the shit out of old people on a Saturday at twelve o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> you would have thought I would have fucking stole something. I was like, every time I uh, excuse myself, swipe to the side. <laughs> It was beautiful. I love these Jordans. Just because of this aspect. Anybody, you... <laughs> anybody get any nominations for Wrestler of the Week? Well, I do, well, before we get wrestling, I do want to make sure I recommend Peanut Butter Falcon. Movie out there with but, Shia LaBeouf. But don't you have to actually go to the theaters to see that? Yes, he just said what to watch this week. But nobody's going to go to the theater. It's the first week back at school for the kids. I Hang on. Fuck them kids. Why, what, what are you doing when you throw your kids in You go to a matinee. Now when you work Monday through Friday. That's you. I'll see you on Saturday and Sunday when I'm like, oh, what are you doing today? 
chilling. <laughs> this Saturday, Sunday. Illegally streaming this movie <laughs> that you recommended. Wrestler of the re- Week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can I can I give a bold one? I mean, we all get one, right? Yeah, we all get one. Let's get let's yeah. We should do that instead of doing the unanimous thing. Yeah, we should just okay. do it. Go ahead, go for it. We'll go Jimmy Havoc. Okay. Man took a lot of fuck. Well, no, I take that back. No, no, no. It's <laughs> My boy is retained, looking like Sub Zero. Lose your brothers. For the fucking pain that they inflicted, and for Ray Phoenix taking some bumps out there when he has no business taking bumps right now since he's nursing an injury, but mm-hmm. that was an amazing, amazing title yeah, match. That that like Canadian destroyer thing off the off the ladder to do the yeah. And a and a close second is my Boricuas. LAX. That's right. And you 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 predicted you correctly predicted that there would be a Puerto Rican well, flag. You know what he made that he made that happen with his mind because he really you wanted put a, that out into the universe because really you wanted, wanted a Puerto Rican flag. This let's just be real. And the mess up thing is my wife was nowhere around. <laughs> man, if she would have saw that man, she'd have popped. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she she would have been holding up the, the birthday <laughs> present I got her. <laughs> She doesn't know because she doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't listen to the podcast. Um, mine is the the person who took a beating worse than both of them. Tyler Bate. Oh God. Tyler Bate went toe to toe with Walter. They already. They already talking. They're talking about Walter. They're talking about match match of the year between them two. And that. I mean, Walter did his thing, but Tyler Bate, man. And I, we we complimented Walter last night with that promo he did, slapping those kids around in uh, yeah, in the wrestling uh, academy that mm-hmm. he's got going on. It's fucking awesome. I'd never he I've never heard him speak before, so it was interesting to hear him speak. And he sounded like a Rocky Four bad guy. Like if he dies, he dies. <laughs> and I was okay with it. At least it. he wasn't getting real with the shit. Like, hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting real. <laughs> Hi everybody, it's Ricochet. Whatever. Walter, bitch. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine being slapped by somebody like that that caves your chest in and he's got a higher vocal than a higher uh, octave than Mariah Dude, Carey? Once, once, you, once he hits you like that, you don't burn. <laughs> that 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 shit is still pretty funny though in private party when they keep jumping off the ropes. <laughs> Everybody's got their thing. That's fucking hilarious though. It's just gotta be like. Like waiting for the next bump, and your wrestler of the week is. Um, I was going back and forth for them, but I'm giving it to Kenny Omega. Okay. Okay. Um, I think he. You can't argue that any week. <laughs> Kenny Omega. But I think this particular week he gave us a clinic in terms of how to cut a promo on a, on a dime. Okay. And kind of reinforcing what Monster Talbot is, what an actual professional wrestler has the ability to do. Yes. When given the opportunity to, um, I think he exemplified that when kind of switching up his thing, um, this week. To the um to the video, of course, he gave us a great match, at, um all out, and in addition to that, he promised, and said that, an AEW wrestling uh, video game is top priority, and I believe him, <laughs> and it gives me hope. So, Kenny Omega, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one honorable mention. We gotta give Pac the reversal of the week. Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Hey, he came I out. I saw a lot of crazy stuff this weekend. But that shit where you just was on his feet like, yo. <laughs> he surprised himself on that one. Fantastic. Fantastic wrestling. Yeah, Pac, he, he has, in my opinion, he has something to prove. 
And that's why I wasn't surprised that he won. But he hasn't been in front of a real, true American audience since he left the WWE. I'm pretty sure he's done great things over in the UK. I mean, he had the he had the championship belt, or does yeah. he still have it with Dragon Gate? No, he dropped it. He dropped it, right? Um, probably like a month ago. So I mean, he's and that no realize how long he's held that belt. Yeah, that was before the AEW announcement. Mm-hmm. So that's so for me, he has something to prove, um, and he proved it. Yeah. in my opinion, I mean, he, he still proved that. Um, and he to me, the stuff that he did in that match, he's a space alien now. He's, he's, he has ascended the ranks <laughs> to space alien. It's good shit. It's good shit. Did we did we ever figure out what his uh, his pants were for? Mm-mm. No, we never figured it out. I no. thought the intern did it. The intern did a lot of uh, spoiling yesterday, which was pretty funny. Said, Man, would you just? <laughs> but uh, with that being said, that is another episode in the books. We thank you for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at We Are The Wise Men and Instagram at Wise Men Wrestling Podcast and listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast. But most importantly, Anchor FM. Shout out to the, the new OG. Mm-hmm. Is it the new Is it new OG? Can you call it a new OG? The, the current OG. Yeah. The BM. The current <laughs> BM right now. Thank you for listening. You got anything else to say? He's just he's just waving a coke bottle at us. See you next week.